Hello and good evening everybody, this is FPL Teacher here bringing you the FPL report card of Nottingham Forest. Forest have signed a lot of players and somehow their best owned players are Nico Williams at 27% and Dean Henderson at 13.6%. So really we are looking at who is the best among the rest while trying to evaluate Nottingham Forest season so far, implementing their new signings one by one and where they were most effective. It says a lot when your current club captain is a 24-year-old central midfielder that only started getting game time midway through game week 4. Ryan Yates is one of three survivors from the championship final last season, the others being 21-year-old Brennan Johnson in the right striker spot, as well as Scott McKenna, all the way in left centre-back, who was signed last season anyway. Nottingham Forest did not join the Premier League to play pure counter-attacking football, although they did so against Newcastle in the opening stages before the whole host of signings came in. Neko Williams was already the star before any of these signings came in, and he retained his spot while Forrest attempted to establish this wing-back-to-wing-back connection. And so while Harry Tofolo on the left wing-back spot was hardworking, industrious, and he got into a few dangerous positions himself on the ball, it worked better when Renan Lodi came in and he acted as a target for Neko Williams to aim at instead of bringing the ball up himself. With all the new signings coming in, the key turning point of their season has been Morgan Gibbs-White joining from Wolves. Making his debut against Spurs in game week 4, he operated on the right side and he amplified the potential of Neko Williams on the right side as well, while activating as a linkman between defence and the likes of Jesse Lingard and Brandon Johnson up front. So as it stands, the pattern of play is the right flank creating for the left, with the central midfielders occasionally bursting forward in attack. The biggest issue? Game management. Forrest, surprisingly, have actually outscored all their opponents in the first half in terms of XG, well, bar Man City, of course. So, it just shows that in the first half, they have a game plan and they execute it well. They outscored the likes of Fulham and Bournemouth at home, unsurprisingly, but they also had higher XG compared to Everton away from home, as well as Spurs at home before it all went crazy in the second half. This was epitomized by the substitutions Forrest made in the second half when they were trailing 3-1 to Fulham. The attacking players they brought on were central midfielders Lewis O'Brien, who got the consolation goal, Emmanuel Dennis, Jesse Lingard, and a very underachieving Sam Surridge. So it just goes to show that squad depth may be a thing that Forrest can boast, but in terms of bringing on quality depth, they still have a lot to work out. For FPL purposes, the eye test merchants will suddenly tell you that Neko Williams is 
up there in terms of just being a class above the rest of the squad at the moment. His passing, his composure at the back when being pressed by all sorts of forwards is certainly commendable and he even has the tactical news of bursting forward into the right areas of the pitch. He does not limit himself solely to the byline and he does make occasional bursts into central midfield so that he links up better with his left wing back. If we look at fixtures going forward, Forest essentially have a three-game week potential with Leicester, Aston Villa and Wolves coming up because their fixtures after that read Brighton, Liverpool and Arsenal, which is not a good run-up to the World Cup. So you either get them and bench them after game week 12 or you welcome them out after game week 12. If not, you just avoid them completely. If you're on a wildcard and you're considering owning one of these players as a fourth midfielder or a fifth defender to rotate with any other budget defender or midfielder, then you're only unfortunately looking at that Aston Villa home game because their next six games has four away games in the list. So the potential, honestly, is rather reduced compared to three weeks ago when they had those home games against Fulham and Bournemouth. Right, on to the good stuff. Neko Williams and Morgan Gibbs-White are tactically the two brightest players on the pitch and that goes without saying. So as gems, if you want to own either of those two, it's perfectly fine. Now, on to the real good stuff, where Forrest, now relying on Morgan Gibbs-White to link, midfield and attack, is starting to bring out the likes of Brennan Johnson as one of the players who roams into different parts of the pitch. Brennan Johnson is an interesting case study because his drifts to the right side sets up a lot of teammates such as Randon Lodi as mentioned earlier as well as Taiwo Awoni. Johnson's demonstrated his adaptability as sometimes Awoni does not start games so John op- Johnson sorry, would operate on the left side and he would link up with left central midfielders such as O'Brien and such. Now, where he really comes to life is not the match against Leicester coming up but the matches after where Villa and Wolves have demonstrated the lack of coverage on their left. So, Brennan Johnson as a two-game week punt after this game week 9 is definitely one to consider as an underrated gem. Okay, now let's talk targeting Forest defensively. Forest have shown a number of weaknesses, but the most consistent pattern all across the back line has been about number one, the lack of coverage in the central midfield, and at the same time, well, this is diminish this is diminishing by the way, but the lack of options as at the outer centre back position. Forest nominally play a 3-4-1-2, sometimes a 3-5-2, but these variants involve their outside centre-backs being extremely disconnected from their wing-backs so that the wing-backs can bomb forward as to their heart's content. This means that a lot of times, their outside centre-backs had to be covered by the central midfielders, not the wing-backs themselves. Of course, on the occasion that the wing-backs do come back, which usually happens in the first half, Forrest looked defensively solid. But it was in these 
later stages of the second half where they start to take more risks and you would see Sam Worrell and Scott McKenna exposed against wingers 1v1 without the central midfielders really rushing out soon enough to double up on the wingers attacking them. So really, picking up a Leicester Villa or Wolves attacker just to target that Nottingham Forest picture will only come to fruition in the second half. I mean, who buys Villa and Wolves attackers anyway? So we are looking at the Brighton, Liverpool and Arsenal stretch. Who do we buy from those three teams? Now, I've mentioned in my Brighton podcast earlier in the day that Pascal Grob's potential is reduced here. So we are looking at either Danny Welbeck or... Leandro Trossard. Leandro Trossard will operate on the Neko Williams flank, so his potential might be tricky. So really, we are attacking the weaknesses of the central midfielders here. So what you're envisioning is outside left centre-back Scott McKenna being exposed 1v1 against right wingers as well as right central midfielders that venture into his zone because that left central midfielder spot is not exactly nailed down just yet. So the biggest benefactors tactically would be Solimarch slash Pascal Grob creating for Trossard or, well, from Liverpool goes without saying that Mohamed Salah will be a feature here as well as Trent Alexander-Arnold who tends to venture into that central midfield spot. While Arsenal will likely see Bukayo Saka and or Martin Odegaard come into the fray. FPL managers love a team that can attack but not defend. And this is why the likes of Neko Williams and Dean Henderson have displayed so much attacking potential while racking up save points for Henderson's case as well. Moving forward, as FPL managers, we are really concerned with how to target Nottingham Forest, especially you know players that are prominent in the second half while growing in stature going into the second this is FPL Teacher who will bring you the review of teams in the top six finally now that we have only eight reviews left, beginning with Spurs. Spurs.